streaming live. Praise the Lord. When we fear God, we have many, 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 and I will emphasize many, benefits. We have looked at uh, protection, that God gives us protection. He has angels around us. He gives us uh, prosperity. In other words, prosperity not for ourselves, but to prosper so that we can be a blessing unto others. He gives us good health so that we can serve him not have to deal with all the sicknesses and everything going on in this world today. He gives us the Word of God, which sets people free. He gives us uh, worship, to be able to worship Him. That's a benefit, to be able to honor Him and to reverence Him and praise and worship. He gives us wisdom to be able to make the right decisions according to the knowledge that he gives us, and that's another benefit. He gives us his knowledge. He knows more than we do, and he knows exactly what needs to take place. So he gives us the knowledge to be able to deal with things and the wisdom to make the right decisions to go through and to have victory in everything that we face. He gives us also integrity to be honest with people, to be honest before him, and to not have to hide anything, not have to lie about anything or have false truth, you know. But he gives us his integrity. He gives us a rule and authority to be able to take dominion and to do everything. That's what he told Adam and Eve to do. He gives us the rule and authority just like Jesus when he walked upon the face of the earth. So today we're going to talk about another benefit. Let me just uh, start out by saying I got up this morning and something funny happened. Something funny happened. I got up and I put my, both my feet on the floor. And next thing I know, my left foot wanted to go one way and my right foot wanted to go the other way. And I, I mean, I, I can't walk like that. I can't function that way. Uh, both feet have to function together to be able to carry me where I'm supposed to go during the day. Well, that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about unity. Unity. Unity in the body of Christ is missing a lot of times. People say, well, I want to do this, and I want to do it this way, and I want to cause this to happen. No, I think we ought to go to this direction. Unity needs to take place for the body of Christ to function. <clears throat> Everybody, we are in the body of Christ, and Jesus is the head, and he is the only one that will be able to tell us how his body is to function in unity. Not what we think, but what he thinks and what he wants done. So we're talking about unity today. That is a blessing of God. Turn, first of all, to Psalm 133, verses 1 through 3. Psalm 133, verses 1 through 3. I'm already there because I had it opened up the beginning. <laughs> Beloved, you've, you've heard this before. Beloved, how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. In unity. 
It is like a precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. The anointing of the Holy Spirit will be in the unity. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. It is like when unity takes place, there is an anointing and life of God flowing without any hindrance whatsoever. We need to be in unity in the body of Christ. It is divided within this country, divided all around the world today because we are looking at what we believe as this denomination, that denomination, what we think should be right, what we think the Word of God says, what it doesn't say. <clears throat> we need to be in unity. Give up ourselves. That's what Ephesians chapter 4 Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. And after the first three chapters, he's dealing in those chapters about who we are in Christ Jesus. Who we are in Christ Jesus. That's important. It's important to know that he's not dealing with who we are, what we think we are. He's dealing with who we are in Christ Jesus and what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. Now he comes to chapter 4, verse 1. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Therefore, since you know who you are in Christ, Walk worthy of the calling that he's called you into with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. In other words, we are to humble ourselves in the call that God has for us, no matter how important we think we are. We are to humble ourselves before God and work together with one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. <clears throat> if we know who we are in Christ, we won't function in self. We're functioning in Christ. And in Christ, there is unity. We need to get out of self and function in Christ into the calling that God has called us to work together with one another in love, to keep the unity of the Spirit. We, it's for us to keep the unity. God has given us a blessing of unity. The body of Christ came as unity. He functioned according to what his Father wanted him to do. Now we are to do the same. God's power is always released in unity. We want to look at that from Acts, starting with Acts chapter 2, God's power. Isn't it great to have a car that functions all together, functions all together and does what it's meant to do? 
When it does that, then you have power to be able to get where the car is going to take you. If it's not functioning together, then there's going to be no power. <laughs> it's not going to work as you want it to work. The car will just probably stand still or just mutter or just get maybe maybe get somewhere. But if the, the car is all working together, then the car will have the power to go where it wants to, where you want it to go. So that's what it is. God's power is released in unity. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in unity in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, one sat upon each of them, and they were all, all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In Acts chapter 1, 120 together prayed, and they were all with one accord on the day of Pentecost. When they come together to pray, they will be in one accord, one accord, one accord, and power came. Mighty power, outpouring of God's power to empower people to be his church. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, we cannot be the church. We cannot be in unity. We cannot function as God wants us to function. We need God's power, not what we think we can do, but we will have his power in and through us to be his church. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, verses 46 and 47. <coughs> Excuse me. So continuing daily with one accord. There it is, continuing daily in unity in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They ate their bread with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. When you are working in unity, when you come together in unity, then God can add to the church those that are being saved. Why would he put people into a church that's not walking in unity? Why? They, they get all of that problems out in the world when people got all kinds of opinions and everything. People need to go into a church where they're all working together for the purpose of Jesus Christ, functioning in him and doing the will of the Father. That's where he'll put people. They were all in unity, and God added to the church. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, verse 24. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord. In other words, they'd just been persecuted for preaching and teaching in the name of, of Jesus Christ. 
and they came back to their, their church, their people, and they raised their voice with one accord, all in unity. And the Lord, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Then, in verses 29 through 31, now, Lord, look on their threats, on the threats of those who are persecuting us. Grant to your servants that with all boldness that they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. In the midst of persecution, they came together in unity, and God filled them again with the Holy Spirit so that they could go out and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ in boldness. They could be the church in the world. They could be the light among all darkness. In unity, in unity, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 5, in verse 12, and through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. They were in unity. Signs and wonders were taking place. Signs and wonders were taking place. Continuing on here, yet none of the, the rest joined them, but the people esteemed them highly, and the believers were increasingly added to the Lord multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out of the streets and laid them on the beds of the couches, that they, at least the shadow of Peter passing might fall on some of them. And also the multitude gathered from surrounding cities in Jerusalem and brought the sick people and those who were tormented and unclean spirits, and they were all healed. When you have people in unity in the church, miracles can take place. Signs, wonders, and miracles, healings, and deliverances can take place because the power of God is not hindered by disunity. They were all with one accord, in one accord, hallelujah. Continuing on in Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Hallelujah. How good and pleasant it is for my brother to dwell in unity. Whoa, praise the Lord. Acts chapter 8, starting with verse 6. And the multitudes with one accord, they were all in unity, heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in the city. Miracles took place so that joy came into the city. When the church is in unity, when people are in unity, then miracles can take place and it will spread throughout the city. Praise the Lord. So what city are you living in? Get in unity in the church and allow signs, wonders, and miracles to take place. 
and it will spread throughout the city what's taking place in your church. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Remember now in Matthew chapter 18, where two of you agree as touching anything, it shall be done. In agreement, you get people to agree in prayer, then God can do something. God will do what he's promised in his word when people get together and agree in prayer. Well, God's power is released in unity. Now, the question is, how can unity take place today? How can it do that? Well, we're going to turn somewhere where we might not think we're going to find the answer, but it's in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 11. What in the world in chapter 11 will show us how unity can take place? 1 Samuel chapter 11. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Verse 6. Then the Spirit came upon Saul when he heard this news, and his anger was greatly aroused. In other words, there was trouble going on, and there was, the enemy was coming. The messengers came to Gilead of, of Gabriel uh, and told the news of the hearing of people and all the people lifted up their voices and wept. They were coming behind the herd of the field and Saul said, what troubles the people? There was trouble going on amongst the people. And the spirit of the Lord came upon Saul when he heard this news and his anger was greatly aroused. So he took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces and sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by the hands of messengers, saying, Whoever does not go out with Saul and Samuel to battle, so it shall be done to the, his oxen. And the fear of the Lord fell on the people, and they came out with one accord. You hear that? The fear of God came upon the people and they became in one accord. Oh, glory be to God. Verse 13. But Saul said, Not a man shall be put to death this day, for the Lord, for the day the Lord has accomplished salvation in Israel. Hallelujah. When you want God's will to be done in you and in your church, then there must be a fear of God for people to come in unity. For the body of Christ to function as it was meant to function upon the face of the earth, there must be a fear of God. Unity, to be in the fear of God, there must be, must be, must be, I won't emphasize that enough. It must be the fear of God. Reverential fear and awe of God's presence, honoring and praising Him 
even with a little dread of what may take place at Judgment Day, there must be that kind of fear so that unity can take place. God wants unity in the body of Christ. Will you give in to that unity? Will you put aside what you think, what you want? It is God's desire for his people to be in unity. That's what Jesus prayed as recorded in John chapter 17. Let's listen to the prayer of Jesus. John chapter 17. We want to look at verses 20 through 23. Jesus is praying now for his disciples and for us. Jesus prays for all the believers. Hallelujah. Verse 20, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That's you and me. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in him. He's praying for us now. That they all may be one. Sounds like unity to me. That they all may be one. That they all may be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I in you. In other words, as Jesus is in the Father, and the Father is in Jesus, that's what he wants us to be, one together. Completely one together. Not maybe some of it, not, not get it. He wants us to be in unity. Because when we're in unity, there is power. Power for God to do his work. Hallelujah. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us. See? One in God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that the world may believe that you sent me and that the glory which you gave me I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. If there is division within the church, then the people are not going to see Jesus. They're going to see the problems that are going on within the church, and they're going to say, well, that's what it is. I don't want anything of that. No. We need to come together in unity. Come together in unity. Come together in unity. Be one together. When we're one in Christ Jesus as he is with his Father, then we will have the truth residing in us and not something of what we think, not something of what we desire, not something that's going to uh, help us to um, get together with those in the, in the world today. We want to come together in unity, be like Jesus upon the face of the earth. Then they will see. The world may believe that, Father, you have sent me. They're not going to see Jesus. They're not going to see that God the Father has sent Jesus unless we are in unity. And there is only unity when we fear God and put aside everything that we want. And that's hard teaching, but that but must take place if 
the world is going to see Jesus. Praise the Lord. So let me pray for you today. Let me pray for unity in the body of Christ. Let's join together and pray for unity in the body of Christ. Let's pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that we have the fear of God come upon us in such a way that we come together in unity. In unity. We are in Christ Jesus. Jesus is in us. Just as you, Father, are in Jesus and Jesus in you. We want that kind of unity to be in us. We want that kind of unity to be in us so that the world may see Jesus, not see us, not see the problems going on within the church, but to see us in Christ Jesus so that people may see Jesus himself. Father, I pray for that unity to take place I pray that we have a fear of God within the churches today, that we put aside what we think ought to be right and be unified in the Word of God. I pray this, decree it to be so, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Eu quero ser um testemunho, remove o erro e crie bem em mim. Estrela alva brilha em mim, brilha a luz que é no do meu viver. Estrela alva brilha em mim, brilha a luz que é no do meu viver. Estrela alva brilha em mim, brilha a luz que é no do meu viver.